Since I've been gone, I watched many, many movies. Today, I'm going to review these movies in the order of when I watched them. Or, I'm going to try to get as close as I can to that. Most of these movies are actually not recent movies. They're from the 80s and the 90s, and some from 2010s. But anyways, let's get into this. Starting off this list, we're going to have the only TV show I watched, which was called Three Pines. It was released in 2022, and no, I do not have the dates on all of these films. This show follows Chief Inspector Armand Gamache and his crew as they investigate the town of Three Pines. Now, I'll be honest, this show was really great at the start. Each episode is um, half of a bigger story, making two episodes a full story and there are, are um, eight episodes in this entire show so four unique stories to delve into now the show takes a turn for worse in the second story in my opinion and it progressively pushes a political ideology the entire time at you now the show is overall decent the cinematography is pretty good the casting is pretty well but I just can't get over the fact that there was a heavy political themes getting pushed onto you and it was honestly really boring at times. So I don't really think it's worth 8 hours of your life but Alfred Molina does an amazing job. So this show is definitely a 5 out of 10. Now on to my highly anticipated film of the year, the Super Mario Bros movie. Yes, I literally watched this like the week after it came out. Or, yeah, because I think it came out on, like, on Wednesday or something. I watched it, like, the next Tuesday. Now, this movie, in my opinion, is an absolute masterpiece. I might actually do a video or a podcast on how this could shape Hollywood and be revolutionary. All the voice actors are amazing in their roles, most notably Charlie Day as Luigi and Keegan-Michael Kay as Toad. Honestly, those were my favorite voice actors. This movie has so many little easter eggs and callbacks to everything Nintendo. And I think the reason that critics panned this a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 46% on the metric is because they expected a very deep and emotional movie like Toy Story 3 or Soul. Instead, they got a super fun Mario movie that's perfect for families. I rate this movie a solid 10 out of 10. And I think that Jack Black should get a Grammy for Peaches. Jurassic World Dominion is a movie that is average but is better than The Fallen Kingdom. Now, I did not hate Jurassic World Dominion, um, unlike some other people. I just thought it was a little bit lame and a little bit of a wasted potential. Um, this movie is basically Jurassic Park remade, but now there's more political issues such as climate change and animal rights thrown in there, but also the casting is a little bit older. So... It's a more modern version, I think, of Jurassic Park, which, you know, there's nothing really wrong with making a modern version of a movie, but like we've seen countless times with Disney, it almost always fails. Now, I gotta say, Chris Pratt and Jeff Goldblum stand out to me. Um, I'd rate this movie a solid 7 out of 10. I might revisit the movie, but it's definitely one that you probably watch once or twice, maybe three times at most. Now on to Die Hard, which came out this year and is actually on uh, Prime Video. It's a Prime Video original. This is definitely one of those movies that you only watch once. Now don't get me wrong, it's a very funny movie with the 
premise that Kevin Hart cannot be an action star because he's a sidekick in most of the movies, usually a sidekick to Dwayne Johnson if you watch his movies. Now, it's really funny, and John Travolta's in it, and he has some funny jokes, um, but it's just it's just an over-the-top movie, so it's honestly like a, seven, a 6 out of 10. Nothing extremely special. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Okay, so Quentin Tarantino might be an amazing storyteller, and Kill Bill is no exception at all. Kill Bill is amazing. Tarantino masterfully creates one of the greatest action films of all time with an extremely good storyline. Well, I guess not extremely good, but a very good one. It's not like extremely deep or anything, but it's a really good storyline. Pretty decent. It's above average. That's okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, now, Kill Bill Volume 1 is far better than Volume 2, but I think Volume 2 is really good. Don't get me wrong. I like Volume 2. Volume 1 has more action and better cinematography, in my opinion. The bright colors really add some flair on the whole thing. And Kill Bill Volume 2 is a lot of story. And I absolutely love the segment where the bride trains for combat in Volume 2. Um, but, like, the entire end scene with, like, the Superman analysis, you know, that's great and all. But, honestly, I could go watch a YouTube tutorial, or not a YouTube tutorial, just any YouTube video on that. I didn't need Bill to tell me about Superman. So, you know, Kill Bill Volume 1 gets a 10 out of 10, while Kill Bill Volume 2 gets an 8 out of 10. So, together, since Quentin Tarantino says it's one full film, I give it a 9 out of 10. Speaking of Tarantino, let's talk about... The time that Brad Pitt kills Nazis. Yes, the Inglorious Bastards. Wow, I only have one word to sum this movie up. But seriously, my one word word would actually be brilliant. Brilliant because this movie shows us the story of the Inglorious Bastards and how they fought against the Nazis and eventually killed Hitler. Now, some movies... Don't even touch on killing Hitler because it's like, how do we write that in such a creative but actually believable way? Not just like some magician showed up and summoned a spaceship and aliens came out and killed Hitler because they're more powerful. Like, that's some stupid crap, right? You wouldn't want to go watch a movie like that. But this movie has peak storytelling and everything. And they make a great, great, great way of how they could kill Hitler. Now, I will say the scene in the tavern is a little bit long for me, but I will say Brad Pitt did an amazing job and some others, but most notably is Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz does the greatest job in this film. He plays the most evil intense and intense villain in all of cinematic history, in my opinion. Possibly. I have to say possibly. As Hans Landa. I mean... The way Tarantino makes you hate this guy is wild. I mean, you already hate him because he's a Nazi and you're like, oh, that guy's bad. But then you start seeing him more and more. And I think it just gives us a deeper insight into what the Nazis actually were like and how manipulative and how evil they really were. This film is definitely an 8 out of 10. And Michael Myers also did a good job. It's due. It's also good to note that. Rocky 1 to 6. Alright guys, I'm going to keep it real quick and simple here. I watched the Rocky movies. I'm going to watch Creed and Creed 2 this week because they came back to Amazon Prime. And then eventually when Amazon adds Creed 3, I'll watch it. 
Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on the Rocky movies because I'm actually going to be rewatching them all and giving a bigger review on each of them on my podcast, which you guys can go and check out. It's on Spotify, Apple, and other platforms. But um, this series is really solid, especially one to four. I highly recommend you guys to go check it out. The Italian Stallion does not fail. Dirty Dancing. Now, this movie is amazing. The choreography of all the dancing is top-tier stuff. The characters are very lovable and relatable. The soundtrack is also amazing. Everything about this film is amazing. This movie is a solid 8 out of 10, and I dare say this movie is actually better than Grease. Waterboy. Adam Sandler, when it comes to comedy, is amazing. Now, The Waterboy is no exception, but I'll be honest. Compared to his other films, Waterboy is not that great. Now, it's great, but it's not Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, but it's still pretty good. So, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. There's some iconic lines and stuff like the You Can Do It and other stuff. The Truman Show. Possibly Jim Carrey's greatest film, but I don't know. It's a little bit hard to tell is The Truman Show. Now, this movie is like none other. The entire premise is that Truman is being watched by the world and he does not know it. This film is amazing because we really get to see what kind of an actor Jim Carrey is. There's another movie on here with Jim Carrey where he does an excellent job, but he does not do a Truman Show performance because, you know, the other movie's a little bit more kitty and comedy-like. This one is a little bit more adult um not because like there's adult subject in it well i guess there's there's just more mature topics and stuff 10 out of 10 for the truman show tyler perry's medea's diary of a black mad black woman oh boy okay that was a lot but wow this is amazing this was the very first medea movie i ever watched um and Diary of a Mad Black Woman is a comedy that literally everybody should watch. It's not always a comedy movie either. There's actually some serious revenge stuff in here. And there's a romance storyline all mixed in with some good old-fashioned Medea comedy. And it's just amazing stuff. A uh, solid 7 out of 10. Violent Night. Alright guys, get ready for me to rant for the next 45 minutes about why this movie is terrible. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But maybe in a different video, maybe at Christmas time, I'll rant about this. David Harbour as Santa. Oh boy. Um, so I liked the promos for this, right? It looked all nice and stuff. But imagine you wanted to watch John Wick, but he's Santa Claus. Sounds fun, right? You can make maybe make it um, lighthearted. But guess what? It was announced that Stephen King wrote the script and Wes Craven is directing this. That is Violent Night. Now, if you didn't know, Wes Craven most famously made A Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, Freddy Krueger, and Scream with Ghostface. And everybody knows Stephen King. He made books that were then turned into movies such as The Pet Cemetery, It, The Shining, Carrie, Misery, Children of the Corn, and so many others. So basically, this movie is super violent, and it has some really low-tier acting. Um, but back to Stephen King for a little bit. Actually, a little fun fact here is that he made the stories, the stories 
that helped inspire people to make the movies that are Stand By Me, Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, and The Running Man. Anyways, Violent Night is literally a 2 out of 10. It, it's, it's rough. It's a rough experience. It's like Home Alone. Like I said, it's like Home Alone, but then Stephen King wrote the script. Wes Craven is directing, and yeah, it, it's just it's just crazy stuff. West Side Story. Um, no, this is not about rap or anything. You know, West Side better than East Coast. You know, no, it's not about the Bloods and the Crips. Nothing, nothing like that. Okay. Um, this is actually a little bit. This is a little bit uh different than that. Well, very different than that. But it's a very interesting film. I'm not really a big fan of the movie. Uh, I think it's very slow and boring. But the second half of this movie, in my opinion, is better and it's pretty neat. It's a take on Romeo and Juliet for modern audience of the 1960s. But this is also kind of a political commentary on the race relations in America between Puerto Ricans and the Americans of New York City. And, I mean, this can kind of be applied for to the entire nation, especially in the 1960s. Just swap out the race roles um, and then boom. It's basically the same thing, maybe just different styles of music and dancing. I rate this movie a 7 out of 10, not my particular cup of tea, but I will say the choreography and uh, some of the cinematography is pretty good. Liar Liar. Now Liar Liar is a ridiculously funny movie about Jim Carrey having to protect this horrific woman in court, but he cannot lie. This movie has some amazing one-liners that are easily good for conversations, such as... Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. And Stop breaking the law, asshole! I rate this one an 8 out of 10. Shanghai Noon. <clears throat> Shanghai Noon is an amazing buddy cop type of movie set in the Old West. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan get to share the screen in this film as they uncover the evil plot to rob the princess of her gold and save her. This movie is a bit longer for a comedy film, but honestly, it's okay because it's a pretty good movie and it's packed full of a lot of fun. 8 out of 10. The Devil Wears Parada. Now, no, this is not actually about the devil, but it is about an evil businesswoman who probably is the Antichrist or something. Anyways, okay, this is not actually my type of movie on an initial... Uh, you know, like, I, I wouldn't just pick this movie up and be like, hey, I want to watch this movie. I think this movie is very interesting since it's a comedy or commentary on the fashion industry as a whole. And it actually is also a comedy. I'd rate it as like 6 out of 10 because, like I said, it's not my favorite type of genre. But, yeah. Alright, now we're going to get into the movies that I think are just better or more serious. So, okay. Sonic 2. Now, I went to go see the original Sonic in the movie theaters when it came out, and I thought it was good, but not some mind-blowing movie. Then my brother was like, oh, we should watch the second one, because it was free on Prime Video. In fact, it still is. Um, and so we watched it. My expectations were actually blown away. Like, wow, this movie is terrific. It's, a pure, it's like a perfect sequel 
to Sonic. This movie is more so fo focusing on the lore of the games and introduces some new faces. Everyone in this movie crushes their roles, and Knuckles by far was my favorite, and of course Jim Carrey as Dr. Eggman. Great stuff. And I hope this third um, movie is the final installment because that would be amazing. And if it's the final installment and it's just a trilogy and the third movie is the best in the trilogy, it would easily go down as one of the greatest movie trilogies of all time. Uh, this movie is definitely a 10 out of 10. I can see why people are now are always hyped about Sonic now. Black Adam. We all know my opinions on DC. I'm not really into the fandom. I think there's a lot of problems there. Go check out the podcast I did with Jake James Lugo. But Dwayne Johnson, I'm a pretty big fan of him. I think he's a pretty cool dude. He's pretty funny. Whatever. Black Adam is one of those movies that, in my opinion, kind of subverts your expectations if you don't have a lot of expectations. Because I didn't really think it was going to be a mind-blowing film. And it wasn't, but it was far better than what I expected. This film is heavily inspired by the Avengers and the X-Men, specifically the first films in those franchises. Uh, Pierce Brosnan does an amazing job as Dr. Fate. And of course, the amazing but now post credit scene with Henry Cavill as Superman was there, and it was cool. I give this film an 8 out of 10. They shall not grow old. Okay. Getting into more serious movies now. So, this was an epic war movie, and it was made by the one and only Peter Jackson. This film is a documentary, but is also shot in a really unique cinematic way. I really like this movie because it shows the reality of World War I. I rate this movie a solid 7 out of 10. The Founder Okay, this movie is actually amazing. Have you ever wondered how McDonald's came to be? I bet you didn't. But I actually had to watch this for my business class. And I was shocked how much of an evil genius Ray Kroc is. This movie has Michael Keaton playing the role of Ray Kroc. The man, the myth, the legend behind McDonald's. Well, you have to find out the movie um, to know who actually started McDonald's. And then who Ray stole from. Yes, he stole from. He did some very mischievous things and went through like loopholes with businesses and whatever i highly recommend this movie i give it a solid nine out of ten ray in the light of this recording mr jamie fox is very ill i hope that he gets better um because this is this is really sad to see him be very ill because he's a very healthy guy um but anyways ray this is a good movie i don't have a lot to talk about it on i mean it was a good movie um, it shows us who Ray Charles really was. I think it was really sad that he got taken advantage of. And then he, you know, was hooked on marijuana. And then, you know, one thing led to the next. And then he tried heroin and became a heroin junkie. And, uh, you know, ended up cheating on his wife. And, yeah, it's kind of sad. But um, this movie is a 7 out of 10. Shutter Island. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mark Ruffalo. Ben Kingsley star in this amazing Scorsese film. This film poses the great question, actually two, in my opinion. Is it right to kill defenseless murderers who have committed atrocities? This would be with the Nazis at Dachau. And is it better to live knowing you are the monster 
or to live without that cognitive thought. This film is seriously amazing, packed full of twists and turns, 9 out of 10. Forrest Gump Life is like a box of chocolates, and this is very, very true for Forrest Gump's like life. Tom Hanks stars in his most iconic role as Forrest Gump. Now, Forrest is not the brightest man on earth, but he lives a remarkable life. Forrest goes on to play college football, serve in Vietnam, meet three U.S. presidents. He even caused Watergate, which is a really funny scene, actually. Be a professional ping pong player, create Bubba Gump Shrimp in light and in memory of his promise to his great friend Bubba, who sadly passed in Vietnam, and lead a run that inspires many men, women, and children. Forrest Gump is an inspiring film. I actually rate this movie a 10 out of 10. I can see why, why it's my grandpa's favorite film. Elvis. Wow, this movie is amazing. Elvis from 2022, just to be specific. This is by far my favorite film that I have watched. Um, this is literally, it's it's something about 2022 summer movies, because I think this came out in summer, I don't know. But 2022 movies are actually good. I keep on watching more of them than I meant to go watch. Like, you know, I watched Top Gun, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. And then I watched Elvis. I also rewatched Top Gun today. But getting back on track. Austin Butler crushes it as Elvis. Tom Hanks is amazing as the Colonel. And Olivia DeJoin, DeJong, I hope I pronounced that right, um, she does a remarkable job as Priscilla Presley. She looks exactly like Priscilla. Elvis looks exactly, or Austin Butler looks exactly like Elvis. This film is amazing. It shows us who Elvis really was. Was he a revolutionary rebel? Yes, he was. And it shows us all the ways of how he was. I rate this a solid 12 out of 10. Well, I hope everybody here enjoyed this video. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to leave a comment, a like, and all that fun stuff. See you guys in the next one.